When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now listening to TDL on SilverAndBlackPride.com. We are back. It is Tape Don't Lie. It's your favorite greatest podcast. You guys already know what to do. Subscribe, 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 right? Make sure you, uh, you know, if you hear this on iTunes, hit the instance reaction on iTunes or Spotify. Make sure you download there. Make sure you, you know, hit the subscribe button on iTunes as well. Right. And then make sure you, you know, subscribe to all the Silver and Black Pride podcasts as well there, too. And then, you know, if you're see, hearing this on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button. If you don't like it, hit the dislike button. I'm sure some Chargers fans are going to come in here and be excited. Hit that, hit that, they're going to hit that, uh, that dislike button as quickly as possible. Uh, so, you know, we're coming off a loss here. The Raiders losing 28 to 24. They actually didn't embarrass themselves. We thought there was, it was about to be embarrassment, but the, they actually showed some heart. And, uh, you know, kept it to a two-score game until just, like, getting a – it wasn't the usual, like, 45 to, to 10 loss. The Raiders just to kind of just tumble. So, I guess that's a positive there. But, you know. <laughs> uh, no uh, no moral no moral victories. Hold no, on no, no, no moral Hold victories. On, you know, no moral victories at all. But, I mean, I, I, I guess uh, how I look at it is, is this team's not terrible. You know what I mean? Like, they're not – it's not like they, they came out there – and they got blown out, right? They came and they showed heart like they're a team that was actually good that just had a sucky first half. And I think that's yeah. I, I kind of that's how I feel about that game. I mean, but. to that point, they are still three and one. Yeah. And I mean, we feel like crap now, but like they are still three and one through the first month of the season. Like you can't be mad at that. But yeah, it yeah. definitely sucks to have a chance to to pull a, pull away from the Chiefs and the Chargers for two games and then not be able to execute. Yeah. So uh what, what are you guys feeling on the games? What what are you guys' thoughts? Uh, first thing I want to talk to you guys about is the offensive line. Talk to me, like, what's going on with this offensive line? Are they getting blitzed? Are they just straight up losing, like, nor- against normal things? Like, just from your, in, you know, instant reaction, what, do, what are you seeing from the offensive line? Uh, I, mean, I mean, it's to just, me, go ahead, man. I was just going to say, to me, like, last week it was the double-A gap looks. Like, I, I was looking at that. I noticed that was a problem where it tested their communication, and I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's a center that, is still pretty much learning the position. Usually that's the guy, especially in those looks, that's going to, that's going to, you know, set the protection and whatnot. And, you know, you're playing with two guards on the inside that you're not used to playing with that are backups. And then this week, I mean, they just lost one-on-one box. They were talking about on the broadcast. They blitzed Drew Tranquil to make sure that they got a one-on-one with Alex Leatherwood and uh, Joey Bosa. And I mean, Joey Bosa just ate his lunch. So there was that one play that ended up being incomplete to uh, rugs, right? Even tweeted out. It's like, ball don't lie. Like, cause uh, Alex Leatherwood had no choice but to absolutely hold the hell out of uh, Joey Bosa, and Bosa ended up getting a getting a penalty at the end of it. But I mean, they're just losing one on one blocks right now. I mean, the only guy that's really holding up right now is is Colton Miller, and I mean, even to him, the last few games, I feel like it's been a little bit shaky. Um, you know, we were talking about before. At one point, I don't know what the hell happened, but Jemaine Luminor goes out, and then his backup, just Jordan Simmons, who BD and I had to look up before this game, right before the recording this, to see who the hell this guy was you know, gives up a sack. I mean, they're just losing one-on-one blocks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're seeing injuries really take a role. I mean, they, they desperately need a guy like Richie Incognito, not only for 
his play on the field, but for his leadership, because I feel like that's missing in the crew right now. And I mean, he's still out for two more weeks because they just put him on IR last week. So yeah, it, it's like, it's, it's a combination of losing one-on-one blocks and just being banged up. Yeah. They're not seeing stunts either. Like they're not picking up stunts. So like the mental processing of the line is just off, you know, and that has a little bit to do with the center. I mean, you, you want your center to be able to set those protections with their car too. I mean, he's got to be able to communicate with those guys as well. And since they're not communicating well, they're, I mean, they're losing on stunts and, or they're losing, or they're leaving a big gap for a linebacker because they're not seeing things by the communications. Right. I mean, you, you want your, your center to be able to see what's going on and be able to, you know, pick apart, you know, the offense. But I mean, the, the line is a big problem and they can't run block, bro. This is, I mean, this is worse. Yeah. I was just going to, I was just going to jump into that. Like they can't (laughs) move the ball on the ground Yeah. against coming into this game. One of the NFL's worst uh, run stopping defenses. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, the Raiders got, got some traction last week with Peyton Barber in there. Josh Jacobs this year, you know, offensive line or this week, offensive line banged up, you know, musical chairs on offensive line again, but still couldn't get that run game going. I think that's going to be a problem, especially for the way that these guys are starting slow uh the first four weeks of the season yeah i mean i don't i don't know what it still is i I don't it's been a it's been a couple weeks since i looked it up but like i think two weeks ago they were dead last in nfl as a team rushing like for like 2.9 yards per carry i mean even peyton barber last week i mean i know i'm bigger on pff grades than anybody anybody here probably anybody listening but like one of the things that was so impressive about about peyton barber's big day is like if you go back and look at like how PFF ranked their offensive or graded the Raiders offensive lineman. It was like literally a sub 50 grade, which I mean, feel how you want about PFF, but that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, the the Raiders, I mean, they're, they're, they're blowing blocks, man. So, you know, I've been charting their blowing blocks for a while and they, 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 (laughs) I'd be coming into this game. I mean, they got 70 blown blocks. So who knows how many blown blocks they got. Uh, I mean, that's what percentage is that? Uh, do you have a percentage on that? Not yet. That's I'm just that, there, bro. Uh, gotcha. But, the, gotcha. but I, I got pressure percentages, and they're not good either. So yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean the, the offensive line is struggling. Okay, I mean there's no way really a way around it. But also, I think on the flip side is that when you're a coach, I think you have to you have to see that quicker that you can't run the ball this game. I think you can't. I mean, I think they got stubborn, especially when they started getting down a little bit. I felt like they they felt like the passing game. They just kind of like threw the passing game away and decided we're going to sort of run the ball and that's not working. I mean, it's just the run blocking and Josh Jacobs being hurt. He's not making people miss like, like he, he can't do what he usually does. So why are you trying to force the run? You know, just because they play light in the box, it's not working. So I, I, and then they came on the second half and they just kind of abandoned the run and they started passing and then they started getting back in the game. I I think, you know, one thing I'll point out, in the Miami game is in the Miami game, they've got back into like the run on first down type of thing where they're like running on first down all the time. They weren't passing on first down. Like they were the first couple of games. So, you know, Carr kind of bailed them out in the dolphins game a little bit, but I mean, he's not going to be able to bail you out every game. So like, yeah, in the second half, he got a little hot. He almost, almost bailed them out. Right. But he's not, that's not going to happen. So they have to start off hot and they have to start off passing. They can't, they can't get into this run stuff. The strength of this team is passing the football. You got five good receivers, you know, spread the ball out and play like the goddamn bills did last year. I mean, that's basically what we, what we got. So I don't know why that's not a factor. I mean, Andre James is a better pass blocker. He's a run blocker. You just got to let it go, man. I I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, I think that there is a point to some of those runs in the beginning of the game. I think that the way that Josh Jacobs was finishing, they're, they're trying to chip away at the armor a little bit. And you saw that 
you know, um, someone got hurt on their defensive line. You saw them start scoring some points in the second half. I think that just the physicality that they were playing with was starting to catch up with the Chargers a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like like Marcus is saying, the offense is is rolling through the passing game, and then that last drive where they not, – not the last drive, but the drive where they should have tied the game up if they scored a touchdown, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it stalls because they go back to the run, right? So it's uh, it's unfortunate that this team can't notch out some chunk gains in the run, you know, in the run game. Uh, but I, I feel like the offense is definitely going to need that. Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's more about him not wanting to embrace that identity of passing. Like he feels like they have to be balanced. They have to be a balanced team. Like you just year, you can't be balanced, man. I mean, it's it, it is what it is at this point. We're four games in. You can't really run the football. Maybe later on when it gets colder, maybe something will happen for you guys. But at this point, man, you have to pass the football to win, and you have to stay aggressive passing the football and you have a quarterback that's going to not force the ball on first down. Like he's going to get four yards and it's going to be second and six, like just pass. I don't know. Yeah. To your point, they started out the game with two runs with an injured running back that they maybe gained like one yard. I'm like, and like, it's like, all right, all right. Now you have third and nine. Like, and it's like Gruden, you got to think backwards. And I mean, BD brought it up. Like they started running the ball better. And like, one of the things I noticed is like when they started running the ball better was, when they started throwing it better, right? They started throwing it early in the drive, getting those chunk plays, getting yeah. those light boxes, getting those five, six man boxes. And then all of a sudden, yeah, now you can run it because now it's just man on a man, hat on a hat, and you can figure it out. But I mean, like yeah, like you said, man, like to your point, like they've got to start throwing the ball first. Gruden's got to start thinking backwards, getting out of this like mentality of like this like old school mentality of I got to pound the rock and establish the run early on. Like it's just like, no, that's not how you're built, man. You, you don't have the line to do that. And your running backs banged up and we're in week four. Like you, you can't do that. <laughs> like you won the first three games throwing the ball 45 times a game. Like I don't like I I I didn't get it. I didn't get the game plan. Like and I, I get it because you know the the Chargers can't stop the run. But I think after the first drive, bro, you should have been like, scrap that. <laughs> okay, that's not gonna happen. Let's let's throw like in and, and mm-hmm. play like we yeah, usually do. They can in fact stop the run. Um yeah, yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, sorry, sorry, Marcus. Uh, you were cutting off of my end. I thought you finished there for a okay. second. Um, but let's let's move on to Hunter Renfro. He had a big game for the Raiders, passing yeah. game. Getting a couple uh, requests in the comment section to talk about Hunter Renfro. You know, there was that there was that route, right? Do we have a name for this route yet? Yeah, it's just do some shit and get open. I know. <laughs> like that's I like I mean it's a whip, it's a freaking slant, it's a go, it's like yeah. like it's 18 different things in one. I don't I don't know how the guy does it. They, they made that up for sure. They made that up for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, still I, it's the I, Renfro. I, yeah, it's what it is. Yeah. It's a Renfro. Renfro I like it, the Renfro. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they gave they gave Renfro a lot more freedom. I think Gruden has given him a lot more freedom just to work. Um, but you know, him and him and car still got good timing, so it works out. But yeah, yeah I the thing that I love about Renfro is the guy's just a freaking gamer. Like I hate to use those like generic terms that like mean absolutely nothing, but I mean, 
the guy's pregnant playing freaking punt returner and notices a fake punt and comes up and makes a play yeah. on a ball better than any other db did all, all night like that guy freaking she's just a gamer man he just yeah, knows that was how to win. The, that was the best play of the awesome. game honestly Dude, I was game. fired up when that happened. I literally got out of my seat, was screaming out of my TV, like, Me too. like a freaking wide receiver just comes up and lays the wood on. And I think that was like a tight end too that he yeah. laid out too. That was awesome. <laughs> like, I'm fired up just talking about it, man. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, great, great yeah, play I, on the ball right there. With all the know? injuries to cornerback, I thought he was going to be in there. Like at some point, I mean, at, you got to give him a shot, right? Like they only they were Raiders were literally down to the last healthy DB at some I point. Know, so you man. might as well put Renfro back there. Put your gamer back there. They're in trouble, bro. They're in trouble. That's that's what I was thinking. Um, well, I feel like maybe that's a natural segue onto the defensive side of the ball here uh, before we wrap up. Um, I mean, my my initial thoughts from watching the defense was that. They were doing a good job on first and second down. When it come, came to third downs, I think uh, the Chargers were a little a bit he- ahead of Gus Bradley in the cat and mouse game in terms of scheming the matchups. Mm. Um, and, and they did a really good job. They did a really good job isolating some guys who are struggling in coverage. Denzel Perriman being probably the biggest, um, you know, just liability in coverage. Mm-hmm. Great run defender. Fantastic. He's playing the run better than or just as good as any linebacker in the NFL this year. But he's like giving up like close to 80 percent of targets are, are resulting in a reception. He's just not making an impact against the pass. Charges were picking up on that, getting him isolated a lot. And then also, you know, I was talking to Matt about this before the show started. They play a lot of man on the backside and Gus Bradley's defense um, or just match, you know, a coverage on the backside. And they were getting, you know, some so, some little pick routes where Corey Littleton is in man coverage on the back and he has to fight around the slant. And, you know, those plays were, you know, resulting in some first downs. And that, that's just going to happen. I mean, like, that's pretty standard in the NFL, you know, plays like that happening. But um, I, I would say overall it was okay, but there was just way too many three and outs on offense in the first half. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're on the field too long as a defense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought they were on the field too long, but I thought they they did had a good day in the passing game overall. I mean, they they held Herbert to a 222 yards, 5.8 YPA. The dudes on the outside really didn't get going. Like he and Allen, those guys, they really really didn't get going. I mean, Mike Williams. I mean, he had that one play that they missed, but um, other than that, I mean, they, I, I thought they kind of held those guys in check. It was just inside. I mean, they they kind of beat them up the seams, you know, even in the red zone. I mean, the red zone, that's where they really got him. They, they really didn't target, you know, Mike Williams and Keenan out in the red zone. They targeted the tight ends like Parham, Jared Cook, Austin Eckler. You know, they, they isolated the linebackers. So they really attacked that part of the Raiders' weakness, you know. But, you know, when I think about it, like every week, I don't know if every team has the personnel to attack the Raiders like that. And I think the Chargers have just have a really lot of good personnel. Like when you get Austin Eckler up on, one-on-one with K.J. Wright, it doesn't matter if it was three years ago or four years ago with K.J. Wright. I mean, that's an advantage just to Austin <laughs> Eckler. So, um, you know, you know, and Jared Cook, too. I mean, Jared Cook's a matchup problem inside for most linebackers. I mean, he still is. I mean, yeah, he has occasional yeah. drop. But, I mean, he still is a matchup problem for most linebackers, even at his old age. So, I mean, they just had the team to match up inside. That, you know, maybe like the Dolphins, you know, they didn't have, I mean, they have Gasecki, but like he does, he's not Jared Cook, you know, um, and, you know, they don't have Austin Eckler, you know, the the same with the Steelers, they don't have those type of guys to match up and who knows, I mean, the Bears don't really have that either. So it it's, it's hard, it's kind of hard to look at that and be like, I kind of look at this game like, okay, the guys in the outside have been killing everybody else, but they didn't kill the Raiders and the Raiders had to be beat from the inside. So 
I don't know, even with the guys going down, it was just interesting to, to kind of think about. But, um, yeah. I mean, it felt like, like, yeah, I felt like what you guys, you know, what you were saying, like their attack on the linebackers, like it was like last few years, one of the biggest Raiders biggest problems has been linebackers and coverage. And, mm-hmm. you know, I like, I think it's been a lot better this year, but the chargers basically said, prove it. And obviously that worked out. Yeah. I mean, I felt like, I felt like with Perryman, like the stats aren't going to look good, like probably not going to grade out wise, grow out well PFF wise and whatnot. But I felt yeah. like for the most part, like he was doing all right. Like he was kind of in phase at, or not, wouldn't know if I would say in phase, but I mean like the slot fade to Jared Cook oh, on like third down when he was going, yeah, slot. Like that's a tough cover. Yeah. I mean, like you said, KJ Wright, I felt like he took a little bit too flat of an angle on that, on that route to, uh, on that wheel to Eckler for the touchdown. But I mean, I wasn't like when I was watching Perryman, I'm like, yeah, he's getting beat and whatnot, but I wasn't ever anything where I was like, he's just getting roasted in coverage. But yeah, it, like at the end of the day, like, like I said, Raiders, the chargers had a game plan to make the Raiders cover the field horizontally. Yeah. And they just couldn't like, I mean, the Raiders linebackers yeah. kind of, I don't know. I don't want to say they got exposed, but I felt like the Raiders would have been a lot better off. if They just went like dime, like the rest of the whole game and just, put some safeties out there, but maybe put Trey Merrick in the box or try to they were able to stop the run. I think that that would have been an True. option. True. But uh, I think they were struggling there a little bit uh, uncharacteristically. I got to jump into the tape and figure out why that was, yeah. um, you know, on, on the flip side of what you're saying, I don't think that the linebackers or the safeties, you know, because there was one for Abram Hobbs got beat. Okay. I don't think that they got exposed as much as the scheme kind of got exposed because what the scheme is asking for those guys to do really for the most part is to to zone drop and just rally and allow catches to be made. Right. 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 Um, And, you know, there's always going to be a high completion percentage. And I was, and I've been, and I've been talking to Marcus about this a little bit. None of those inside guys, the back four guys, the nickel, the linebackers, the strong safety has been like steady, making an impact against the pass. And I think that that's what this defense is missing, honestly. Uh, and then like what you guys are saying, Chargers took advantage of that. That's that's who those those guys were who were targeted in this game, despite some cornerback injuries. Um, I'll say let's just jump into a couple of guys who stood out. I mean, Amik Robertson came in relatively yes. early in the game. Yeah. I think that he had a good game. You know, um, there was one third down stop where – he know, knowing, okay, it's okay for this guy to catch it. It's third and eight. I just got to tackle him right. short of the sticks and get off the field here. Uh, so that's good situational awareness. We've seen some guys in the Raiders that are currently rostered not, you know, make those same mistakes, right? So uh, I think that that is, uh, I think that that was a good, good play. I think he stayed in phase and bullied yes. Mike Williams on that fade, right? <laughs> I mean, like, I, I was hoping we were going to talk this, and I was going to bring this up at the end if we didn't. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, to come off the bench, not only as, like, the backup corner, but as coming off the bench basically as Arnett's backup, right, once Arnett got down. Like, I think he played a little bit early on, maybe subbed in and out with Arnett, and then once Arnett went out, obviously, you know, um, Amy comes in full-time. But, I mean, he's given up, what, like a foot to Mike Williams? And Mike Williams had, like, one catch for 11 yards all night. And, like, I mean, yeah. I've got to tip my cap to Amy. Like, if there's yeah. – there's, I mean, there's, I think there's a couple silver linings in the game, uh, but if there's the biggest one to me, it's got to be Amic Robertson. Like right now, like I'll say it, he's better than Damon Arnett. Like I trust Amic Robertson out there more than I trust Damon Arnett right now. I mean, there was a clip that on the ball that um, that uh, Justin Herbert overthrew to Mike Williams where like Austin Gale shared it. I'm like, it wasn't even a good release by Mike Williams. Like he just kind of like shuffled his feet and did the little little hand swept and yeah. then uh, Arminette just opened the gate. And I mean, 
with Amick Robertson, like I said, I mean, he basically just shut Mike Williams down despite giving up a huge size advantage. So I think if you're, if you're a Raider fan, you're looking at something to something to really be proud about and be happy about with this game. It's definitely the play of Amick Robertson to not only come off the bench, but come off the bench as the fourth cornerback on and, go out there and play like that and go up against a guy that's been on a freaking tear this year. This was the first game Mike Williams yeah. did not have a touchdown. Like, yeah. This is by far his worst game. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I was excited about me. Cause I mean, another play that I mean, we really couldn't see on the broadcast. I mean, they're talking about, Oh, you got to go Mike Williams here. You got to meet Robinson on him. You see the size issue and they try to throw a slant on him and Herbert didn't go there. And then he went to the check down instead, which means that Amik had that probably locked up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's probably about to drive on that football or something to, to make Herbert, you know, not take that decision and trust that big dude to make that catch. So th- that kind of impressed me right there too. I mean, w- you know, making Herbert have to hold that ball, go back to the backside and then end up checking it down anyways. That's, that's a, that's a good sign, man. That's a good sign that you like to see, especially, I mean, I, you know, I, I know these guys are, I know these, uh, you know, the corners are banged up, but none of them are really like serious injuries. So, you know, we'll hope that, Sometimes you know, these guys come back and be able to play, especially Hayward. I mean, as long as Hayward yeah. can come back to play, I think I think he'll be fine. Yeah, he did end up. Did Hayward end up leaving the game? I saw him get up gimpy on that flea flicker, and then did he end up leaving? I couldn't tell. Someone, someone, I don't, someone know, said he might I don't know if he left, but that's the same. As long as long as they got him out there and they yeah. got some of those yeah, other guys. Sure. Sometimes, so so there's a couple things, and and the ESPN uh, broadcast angle is sucks, right? So you don't you can't really tell who exactly is out there any defensive background yeah. like eight yards off the off the line of scrimmage you yeah. can't even see him in the cam- camera frame mm-hmm. uh but i think there was a couple times where roger teamer was outside but he was like outside on a tight end yeah or a gotcha. back and it was looking like oh is roger teamer playing corner that's not the case they were just playing man coverage because gotcha. they were going to be in, in zone a lot so um i think that that's may- maybe what people are talking about it was interesting a couple things were interesting before we get out of here on the on defense, they were playing a different version of cover three than they had all year. Uh, obviously, knowing that the Chargers are going to understand this scheme, so I think giving them a little bit of a different look, change, exchanging Abram and Corey Littleton's responsibilities a little bit, and then um, also they came out in dime early in the game, and they but they came out with four corners, and so far they've you know subbed in Devon Diablo or Dallin Lovett. Uh, you know, an, an additional safety when they got into dime. This time they came out with four corners, um, Arnett and Robertson and, and Hobbs and Hayward, all those guys were out there. So uh, I thought that that was an interesting wrinkle that we haven't seen, but none of it ended up coming to fruition. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So I guess that's it. Right. Raider Nation. We appreciate everyone for tuning in. Uh, we just have suffered a tough loss here against the Chargers. I guess that's, me and Marcus, you know, we've been talking trash about the Chargers all offseason, so that's on us, guys. You know, Herbert's uh, still at YPA five point eight, so I feel all right. I'm all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're gonna keep on hating on the Chargers. Mar- Justin Herbert could win the Super Bowl, and Marcus would be like, "Nah, but he he still sucks." He'd be like the Super Bowl right. MVP. I mean, like as as long as the YPA is under seven, bro, I'm just say something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There you go. Um, all right, Ready Nation, you guys know where to find us. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow myself at BD Williams18. Follow Marcus Johnson at the Mark John NFL and follow Matt Holder at M Holder. 
95. Did I do that right, Matt? We got uh, it. We got it. Let's we got go. it. We got it. Okay. Yeah. That's it, guys. This is Tape Don't Live Podcast. Instant reaction. We appreciate you guys. How that shit. Peace. See you guys. All right. Um, I'm going to get out of here.